This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the DLU podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. This podcast is a Believe Network and Luciete production. Welcome to another edition of the D-Loop Podcast, brought to you by Believe Network. I'm your host, Derek T. Lewis, and it feels so good back on the East Coast, back home. That was an incredible week in Los Angeles for uh, WrestleMania week, which I had the opportunity to represent Believe Network and the D-Loop Podcast, and of course, my parent company, Luciete Music, um, to cover WrestleMania week. And I mean, basically what's going to end up happening for this episode, this is a special DLU podcast episode where I actually bring all of the interviews that I did, which you can see on my YouTube channel. You can actually hear them in podcast form. So I had the opportunity over the over those uh, the first three days that I was in Los Angeles to interview Natalia, the tag team of the Viking Raiders with Vahala, Braun Strowman, Shayna Baszler, Dakota Kai, MVP, the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair. NXT's Grayson Waller, the new SmackDown Women's Champion Rhea Ripley, the new NXT Champion Carmelo Hayes, the Alpha Academy, and of course WWE's Global Community Ambassador Titus O'Neil. Let me tell you guys something. It was an honor for me, you know, to interview WWE superstars, you know, in a, in a business that I've loved since I was, I was four years old, and professional wrestling granted this is not a pro wrestling podcast you know i get that obviously you've all heard you know recording artists on this show actors on this show and of course sprinkled with some pro wrestling but and I, I i'm near and dear to pro wrestling you know pro wrestling's been my life so i want to give whether you're on the mainstream level with aew or wwe if you if you come on this show great if you're on the independent level hey it's great i'm not a snob about it you know if you're out there doing something you know, positive, you know, with your career and things, you know, you can definitely come on. You have a platform to tell your story and to be a part of this podcast. But, you know, to be invited by the WWE, which I want to give a huge shout out to WWE and their um, their press team for giving me press credentials, you know, for the entire week of WrestleMania. You know, that was an honor and a privilege for me. And it was an opportunity that I did not take for granted. So this episode is really going to be, you know, all of the interviews that I did, all 12 interviews. And as a matter of fact, this will be uninterrupted. This is going to go straight through. There won't be an ad in the middle of this episode. So just listen on through, enjoy, 
And like I said, you know, you're really going to really hear, you know, the passion, you know, for the few uh, short moments that I did have with each one of the superstars. And let's not wait any longer. My interview with WWE superstars starts right now. Well, I'm here right now with third generation wrestler. Natalia, thank you so much for giving us your time at the Believe Network and the D-Loop Podcast. First and foremost, let me ask you this. Your father, Jim the Anvil Nyhart, and your uncle Brett were in WrestleMania 2. Right. Now this is WrestleMania 39. In your mind, how does it feel representing the Hart family, you know, going from your grandfather, Stu, all the way to your uncles, your dad, all the way down to you? How does it feel representing the family now at WrestleMania 39? It's, it's an honor I don't take for granted. Um, having the most WrestleMania matches of any woman in WWE history, it's a huge honor knowing that like, I'm carrying on the torch that my family passed along to me. My dad, having been in the second WrestleMania with Andre the Giant and uh, Bret Hart the last three, I, I think about my dad when I walk through the curtain and I I will be thinking about him on, on, on this on Sunday we're wrestling I don't think they've announced that yet but okay. when I walk through the curtain I'm going to be thinking about him and knowing that like everything that he taught me I'm bringing to the table right. we're going to win absolutely speaking of that match obviously you're in a fatal four way tag team match you're teaming with Shotzi and you have your work cut, cut out for you yes. so how have you prepared her? Because, you know, this is her first WrestleMania. So any advice that you've given to Shotzi, you know, going out in front of that crowd? We got to fire on all cylinders. We got to stay ready. We don't get ready. We stay ready. And Shotzi's been training with me in the dungeon. And she's been doing such a great job of staying focused. Last year, she lost her dad. Yeah. She lost her stepdad. Her sister was diagnosed with cancer. It's been a really hard year for her. So to see her get to be a part of her very first WrestleMania, I know she's going to be nervous, but I know she's going to deliver Awesome. My last question is, what is your goal for 2023 and beyond? My goal for 2023 is to win the Women's Championship on Raw. I've never won the Raw Women's Championship, and it would make me a Grand Slam champion. That is my goal. Well, Natty, as always, thank you so much for giving your time, and thank you very much. This is Derek Lewis reporting to you live from Los Angeles, here for the d Podcast on Believe Network. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This is Derek T. Lewis reporting to you live from Los Angeles at the WrestleMania 39 Press Junket. I'm here right now with Vahala along with the Viking Raiders. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? We're great. Well, what does being a part of WrestleMania mean to the three of you? Everything. It, the gods have truly, like, I know people are like, the Vikings are gods. Like, it's all, but truly, the gods have blessed us with this opportunity, and we would be fools not to take full advantage of it. And that's what these guys do. They always show up. They always do their best, and they always do exactly what they're supposed to do. And I'm excited to give my energy to the boys and to help lead them into victory. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ivar and I
That's the goal, right? We all, no, you know, uh, no, we're all, we all, we're all young at heart, right? Exactly. So you're in a, so obviously you're going to fit a four-way tag match this weekend. What's your goal coming out of this weekend? Destruction. Get that ring, we're destroyed. <laughs> That's the plan. It's always served uh, well, yeah. It's always, yeah. Who do you think is going to be your toughest challenge in the match? Well, we talked about this, but uh, I mean, we've had a lot of history with the Street Profits. He's uh, been butting heads with Braun and, and Ricochet now for a while, but every team in this match, we're all warriors. They're warriors and tough competitors. So, uh, but the toughest team in the match. Viking well said, well said. My last question is, what is the goal for the Viking Raiders in Valhalla for 2023? To listen, continue to listen to the gods. They have driven us in a path that we have so much momentum behind us that we cannot be denied. And that just goes to show that that goes to show that's true because we have a WrestleMania match. We will have a WrestleMania moment. And we will be out there together. Just have the gods have seen it. And just have the gods have willed it. And I am honored to be able to do that for the gods and with, with the Viking Raiders. Well, again, thank you guys so very, very much. Again, this is Darren T. Lewis reporting to you live from Los Angeles at the WrestleMania 39 Press Junket for the d Podcast on Believe Network. This is Derek T. Lewis reporting to you live from Los Angeles at the WrestleMania 39 press junket here with the monster among monsters, the monster among men, the one and only Braun Strowman. Thank you so much for giving us your time. How are you? I'm doing good. A little tired, a little tired, not going to lie. Uh, trying to reserve my energy so I don't uh, exert too much for the big dance this weekend. Uh, earlier on in my careers, I was going crazy and be wondering why I was all tired of the show days. Right, right. I'm saving my energy, so I'm going to take it out on those poor souls in that place. Indeed. Let's go, let's, take, let's go back in the Wayback Machine for just a little bit. Your first WrestleMania moment, WrestleMania 32, you're in the ring with Eric, you're in the ring with Braun Strowman, I mean with um, Bray Wyatt, and The Rock. And Cena. Yeah, and Cena. In front of 100,000 people. people. Take me through what was going through your mind knowing that moment was happening. You're in there with the Rock, Cena. Knowing that moment was happening didn't prepare me for the moment when it happened. Like, I was like, okay, cool, we're doing stuff with the Rock and Cena. All right. Until you walk out there and you hear the reaction of 100,000 people, not only for them, but for us walking out as a Wyatt family, seeing 100,000 fireflies light up AT&T. Look, yeah. every hair on my body to stand up thinking about it. Uh, to being out there with our entrance, to hearing... Uh, Rock's music hit, hearing Cena's music hit, to getting in there, getting that action done, man, it was awesome. I mean, it really, for how else, I mean, let's be real, that's a pretty good way to do WrestleMania for your first time. Sure. I've had some unbelievable WrestleMania moments, you know, winning the tag titles with Nicholas, to throwing Shane McMahon off the top of the cage, to beating Goldberg. I've wrestled at the largest attendance WrestleMania in history, and I've wrestled at the smallest WrestleMania attendance in history. How was that, by the way? It was weird to say the least because I, I mean when I was watching it as it happened obviously we were going through a global pandemic at the time and it was a, a way for me to get things off my mind but watching it back is like I couldn't even imagine because I'm in the wrestling business too as a ring announcer having no fans to feed off of how difficult was that it was hard like it was it, I'm very proud of everyone through that whole time that stepped up during that one exactly what you said getting content out there to take people's minds off what was going on in the world. We were the only entity on the planet doing it. 
and I was so proud to be able to be a part of that. Even, like I said, if I took somebody's mind off of what was going on in the world for 30 seconds, that means I did my job at the end of the day. Right. So it was so cool to be able to do that. But, yes, exactly that. Trying to dig deep, like, people don't realize how much the fans and the energy and the excitement that they portray or output gives us energy and like literally the adrenaline like when the crowd's going crazy I don't feel anything when there ain't nobody making noise there I you feel every bump every step you can hear your heart beating like it's such just different so weird because normal wrestling you're doing something you're waiting listening for the crowd's reaction now right. it's just like you do something crazy and you're like right you literally hear a mouse fart in the corner right right so, exactly that said, at the end of the day man it was a weird, crazy, scary time, but it was such an awesome time to be able to do that, to take people's minds off of the craziness in the world. And I, I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity to be there to do it. I think all the other WWE superstars, but let's be real, I'm happy that we're back, the world's back, somewhat running normal. Yeah. We got an unbelievable show this weekend. I mean, what, over 65,000 people each night in SoFi. We got a crypto.com uh, arena next door, sold out for SmackDown, sold out for Raw. I believe it sold out for NXT. Man, wrestling LA, let's go, baby. Yeah, man. And you, speaking of your match this Saturday, you're in a uh, Fatal 4-Way tag team match with your partner, Ricochet. The tag team came out of nowhere, and you guys are gelling together. It kind of reminds and again, I'm an old-school wrestling fan. It reminds me a little bit of Diesel and Shawn Michaels. Which other tag teams have you watched? Because now you say you're in the tag team scene right now. Which teams have you looked at? As far as saying I can steal a little bit of this, a little bit of you know that. That's funny. None. I don't watch any tag team wrestling to steal any moves from them. Ricochet and I watch Marvel movies. We stole stuff from Colossus and Wolverine. We're stealing stuff from Juggernaut. Like, that's what we're doing this stuff. Because here's my thing I have so much respect for all the men and women that have done this before me. I don't want to be them. I want to be the first Braun Strowman. I'm not trying to be the next Diesel and Shawn Michaels. We're trying right. to be the first Ricochet and Braun Strowman. So right. I have so much appreciation for it. I never steal anybody's stuff. I never mimic anything because I want to be the first. I want to be original. I want to be me. And I'm the last question for you. And again, I appreciate you taking your t taking the time. What's your goal for 2023 and beyond? 2023, stay healthy, put smiles on people's faces, inspire people to chase their dreams believe that the world's yours for the taking do what makes you happy as long as you're not taking someone else's happiness away let's get some gold around this waist again yeah man well again Braun, thank you so much for taking the time again this is Derek T. Lewis reporting to you from the Wrestlemania 39 press junket for the DLU podcast on Believe Network Derek T. Lewis reporting to you live from the Wrestlemania 39 press junket representing the DLU podcast and Believe Network I am here with the Queen of Spades Shayna Baszler welcome how are you Yes, indeed. So let's talk about your transition from MMA to pro wrestling. Was it an easy transition from the start, or was it a little bit? Was it was it a struggle, or what? In your opinion, how was it? How was the transition for you? So I think I'm, I I have a little bit of a leg up compared to other um, athletes that came from MMA to pro wrestling in that I specialized in catch wrestling, uh, which is pro wrestling. Right. Uh, so I think just knowing, just coming from that branch rather than like a more traditional MMA, like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I did, right. you know, I have a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, whatever. Right, 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 right. I think just knowing that catch wrestling side um, helped me transition a little bit quicker. Uh, but um, there was obviously some things like uh, 
listening to the crowd, stuff that you... Psychology like, and everything, uh, yeah. Like MMA, you, you push that out. You don't want to hear the crowd. You only want to hear your corner. But in wrestling, you want to hear the crowd. So there was little stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think like the catch wrestling has been the big advantage for me. All right. So obviously you're a long-time wrestling fan, so have I. What was the first WrestleMania that you actually watched? I think uh, maybe 25 or... Sean and uh, Taker? Yeah. That's that's the earliest one I remember. Um, I remember moments from like ones before, but I right. think the one I was really cognizant about the whole thing was probably 25. Yeah, that was probably one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania yeah, yeah. history for sure. Yeah. So obviously you have a history with Ronda Rousey and the Four Horse Women. Going into this WrestleMania as her tag team partner, what does that mean to you personally? I mean, this is kind of like a full circle moment for me because I moved from South Dakota to LA to live and train with Ronda. Right. Um, and so this is kind of where it all started, you know? So mm. it's cool to have this moment, WrestleMania, the, the, the biggest moment you can have in the business um, happened here where it all started. That's kind of a right. cool, like, full circle moment for me. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And what are one of your goals for this year, for 2023? Um, I think we want to clean up. I think I would love to see, uh, to bring prominence to the women and the stories that we can tell. Uh, as prominent as, like, Black and Gold NXT, where... I don't want there to be any argument about where the best women's wrestlers are. There, should, there shouldn't even be a discussion uh, with all the talent that we have. So hopefully we can continue to showcase that. And on top of that, if I'm beating everyone up and you can say that, then I'm the best of the best. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. One more thing. You're an avid gamer. Yes. What are some? What What are the games you like? That's like you've been ha that you've been playing constantly Recently, now. Yeah. Uh, I've been on Hogwarts. I'm at the point on Hogwarts where I have so many hours that I kind of want the story to be done, but I'm one of the, I'm a completionist, so I have to do all the side quests. But uh, I play in that. Um, seafood just got released on Steam, and I have a Steam Deck, so I'm playing that. Uh, and um, I've been playing uh, Gunfire Reborn with the BRE. So yeah, those are the three main ones right now. Awesome, your dog. Yes. I absolutely love your dog. Best dog in the world. Yeah. Tell, tell the world about your dog. My dog is a rescue, and she's a hyper-emotional, needy, uh, baby pimple. Uh, but she's awesome. She's uh, I got her actually here. She got her here also, and she packed up in the car and moved across the country with me. So... Um, She's the best, and if you haven't, she has an Instagram. Follow me, follow her. She's 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 the best. Well, Shana, again, it's an honor and a privilege to have you talk to me just for a few minutes. I know you're you have a pretty busy weekend ahead. Again, this is Derek T. Lewis reporting to, reported to you live from the WrestleMania 39 press junket for the Dilu Podcast by Believe Network. Well, this is Derek T. Lewis with the Dilu Podcast representing Believe Network. I'm here at the WrestleMania 39 press junket with. King Coda herself. Oh, yes. That's right. Dakota Kai. I'm one of the members of Damage Control. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you. Wanted to ask, 
over the obviously over the last maybe nine months or so, you know, oh. you know, obviously SummerSlam. This yeah. is the first time we've seen you. And what was that like, you know, being back in the fold of WWE? Oh my gosh, that that 24 hours before SummerSlam was a whirlwind because I was obviously released. I wasn't with the company at that point in time, and I literally got a call from Triple H like the day before. Not even like I didn't even know I would be with the company, let alone start like debuting at SummerSlam. So. Walking, like doing SummerSlam that whole day, hiding in the bus, you know, we got it all like, right, right, right. we got to be hidden and snuck into Gorilla. Um, it was, it was very weird even walking down the ramp because like a day before, I had no idea I would even be a part of the company, let alone doing SummerSlam like that. And let right. alone being a part of a moment, walking up to, you know, with Bailey, with EO, towards like Be Becky and Bianca and having that moment right there. Uh, it was it was very weird because like in my mind I was not prepared at all for it. Like even when like Triple H called me, he's like, "You want to be back at the company?" I'm like, "Sweet, I got time to get gear. I got time to like do all right, the stuff." Right, right. But then he's like, "Oh no, like tomorrow." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wow. I want you to fly it tomorrow morning. I'm like, "Oh shoot, yeah." So yeah, very weird. So what's has, have you noticed a difference in regards to being in NXT versus being on the main roster? Or is it pretty much pretty much similar? They're, they're very similar, but I think for. Um, being a part of like Raw and SmackDown is very fast paced. It's very like go, 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 go. Very much like a sink or swim environment too. Like with NXT, they very much prep you, but um, I feel like it's more of a learning experience there. Like this is like just throw you in and see if you like make it or not. For sure, for sure. Swim, but um, it's such a fast paced environment. Like for me, I have to sort of step out and look at all the stuff I'm doing and be grateful for that because when I'm in it, it's just so hard. You're just like, go, 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 next thing, next thing. Next thing, right. And that's something I want to do for myself is just like force myself to step out and be thankful and look at everything I'm doing and be like, holy shit, this is Sorry. No, 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 it's cool. No, 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 it's, it's cool. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. Exactly. So you're you're obviously you're in a group with uh, EO Sky and Bailey. It's damage control. How was the experience being in a faction that's being featured at this year's WrestleMania when you're facing Becky Lynch, when you're facing two Hall of Famers, yeah. Trish Stratus and, and Lita. Is this something you've ever envisioned happening in your career? No, absolutely not. Like, it's just so weird to me. So, you know, Bailey has been talking to me about this faction for like years now, since the first My Young Classic, which was 2017, 2018. Oh, wow. So I was one of the OG pitches she wanted to like be a part of this group. And obviously that group evolved and changed. And it's so weird, like when she told me before SummerSlam, before anything, she was like, hey, I've like sent this idea to Triple H to see how he likes it. And in my mind, I'm like, cool, I hope it works out well for you. Like, I didn't think he would be like wanting to bring me back into the fold. Um, but yeah, being like with Damage Control and everything that's happened since SummerSlam has been like insanity. I can't even like, I don't know, fathom all the things that we've done. It's just really weird. But like you said, being in this against like two Hall of Famers and Becky who is a future Hall of Famer it's uh it's very surreal like I used to watch Lita and Trish I used to like their feud is one of my favorites of all time it's like it's a lot of like our favorite like as women coming up through the business you know so it's very very crazy well thank you very much Dakota for your time you. best wishes to you this weekend at Wrestlemania thank you alright take care this is Derek T. Lewis reporting to you live from the Wrestlemania 39 press junket the D. Lou podcast Believe Network I'm standing here Montel Vontavious Porter, MVP. Thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? Very well. Thank you. Thank you for giving us your time. WrestleMania 23 was your very first WrestleMania. Ford Field, Detroit, Michigan, 80,000 fans. What was that feeling coming out for that first WrestleMania, in your opinion? Uh, 
exhilarating you know, to finally be on the biggest stage of them all in the entire wrestling industry to, uh, to compete for a prestigious title at that stage of my career. It was something I always knew that I would be able to do, but to finally have that realization in that moment was very cool. Now, obviously, you're leading the charge now at the career of the giant, of the Nigerian giant, seven foot three, Omos. How has the transition gone from pro wrestler to advisor, manager? How has that transition been for you? I love it. I love it because I'm at a stage in my career where I don't have an actor, uh, an interest in actively competing. I haven't hung up my boots yet completely. I still dust them off when, when necessary. But uh, I take all of my experience and, and everything that I've learned, and now I can use it to help other young athletes. Uh, to help other young athletes uh, accomplish their professional dreams and, and, and goals. Now, obviously, the match this weekend everyone's talking about is Brock Lesnar versus the Nigerian giant Omos. There's been some negative stuff, and I'm sure you've heard it. In your opinion, how do you how do you see this match playing out? In your honest opinion, uh, kind of like how it has on Monday Night Raw the last two weeks. Uh, Rock will do what he normally does, try to manhandle uh, the Nigerian giant Omos, and be violently reminded that the Nigerian giant can't be manhandled. He can't be suplexed. He can't be F five. So what else does Brock Lesnar have in his bag of tricks? Nothing. I don't think it is well for Brock Lesnar. Right, right. Now, other side of things outside of WWE, your music. You said, no, you were just in the studio recently recording some new tracks. Let's take, take us a little bit behind the scenes as far as what's going on musically. Uh, well, musically, I have uh, today's Friday, right? Yes, it's Friday. Okay, a brand new song came out just today with uh, my artist Dwayne Swayze and the legendary Smoke Dizza. I do a little uh, cameo on it, but it's called Full Circle. It's on all streaming platforms. And uh, I have uh, a single called The Real MVP that's dropping April 21st. It's also on, on all platforms. And music has always been an escape for me. Now, people have asked me, oh, how's your rap career? I don't have a rap career. It's not something that I'm pursuing as a career. It's a creative outlet for me. I like to make hip-hop music. And uh, have fun with it. Indeed, indeed. My last question for you, obviously, again, you're always dressed to the nines, to the tens, rather. You know what I mean? Ever since, you know, you when you was the highest paid SmackDown athlete back in 2006, the highest paid. Will we ever see an exclusive MVP suit collection? That's a very good question. That's something that I've never contemplated, but definitely food for thought. Uh, never say never. Uh, but I promise you, it won't be like Steve Harvey. I don't wear clown suits, so... Maybe something a little more classic. Maybe something along the lines of like a Ralph Well, MVP, thank you for your time, man. Appreciate Cheers. it. Ladies and gentlemen, again, Derek T. Lewis here with the D. Luke Podcast on Believe Network. WrestleMania 39 Press Junket. I'm here with my Wheel of Fortune opponent, the EST of WWE and the current Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. Thank you so much for giving us your time. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Rose WrestleMania, so absolutely so again this is your third wrestlemania the first two you were in pursuit of a championship and now you're defending it which one means more they all mean 
the same in their own way. Um, it's just that the, the, the goal is different. Instead of me, instead of me going after, I'm trying to keep it. Uh, it's hard to get to the non-top, but it's equally as hard to stay there. So this year, I will say the pressure is more pressure this year for me. Um, I feel like this is my biggest WrestleMania yet. I can go three feet. Uh, if I win, I'll be beating the shot. I'll be the longest winning round this year. And so it's a lot of pressure this year. Yeah, because you're approaching one full calendar year yep. as champion. Does that add the pressure a little bit? The <laughs> fact that you, you know, as far as reaching that milestone? Yeah, there's, there's, there's everything to me uh, is on the line at this WrestleMania. I, this title that I have on my shoulder, I won it at last WrestleMania. I bring it to this WrestleMania. So, it's, you know, it's all about completing a full circle. And if you don't complete the full circle, it's like, you almost had it, but almost doesn't count. So Absolutely. Now, let's talk about your outfits. Obviously, it's well known, well documented that you make you, you are the proprietor. You're the owner of all of the clothes that you make. You make everything. How many hours goes into each of one of your wrestling outfits that you that, that you wear to the ring? I don't even know how many hours. Um, what I will say is that any free time that I have mostly goes to making gear. I don't have a lot of free time at home, so I'm usually. Uh, packing my sewing machine in, on my, in my suitcase. I'm sewing gear in the airport. I'm sewing gear on the airplane. I'm sewing gear backstage in the locker room. I'm sewing gear in the hotel room. Um, it's it's something that I put my all into, and that's what I want to do. I, I want to put my all into what I do, whether it's in the ring, in the weight room, uh, uh, practicing promos, or, or making wrestling gear. So, Oscar, let's talk about her for a second. Your let's opponent. Yeah, so out of all of the opponents that you face, What's your main concern facing Oscar this weekend at WrestleMania? Uh, definitely that, you know, my past WrestleMania, like you said, I was a challenger. Um, and there's nothing more dangerous than someone that has nothing to lose. Oscar's everything to gain in this WrestleMania. So that automatically makes her dangerous. She's going after a big WrestleMania win. She's going after the title. She's going to put it all on the line. But also, Oscar, I've always considered her one of the greatest female wrestlers in the world. Um, but she's, she's come back different. Uh, she looks different, she has a different attitude, different personality, you really can't figure her out. And I think that that's the hard part about her. She's very unpredictable, so it's hard to prepare for someone where you don't really know, you don't really know what's coming. For sure. Post-WrestleMania, what are your goals for WrestleMania 2023? Mania 2023, um, after WrestleMania 2023. Well, I, I, I want to make it at least a week after WrestleMania so that I can become the longest Randy Rawls champion. Um, but I'm just looking forward to whatever opportunity is placed in front of me, accomplishing that, going after that. And I want to take this title to next WrestleMania, WrestleMania 40. Well, I plan on being in Philadelphia for that as well. Bianca, again, thank you for your time. Thank you. This is Derek T. Lewis reporting to you live from the WrestleMania 39 Press Junket, DLU Podcast, Believe Network. I'm standing here with NXT superstar. Grayson Waller, thank you for giving us your time. You got it. So obviously this weekend you have a huge, huge match, an unsanctioned match with the heart and some say the heart and soul of NXT. Was was yes. Johnny Gargano. What's going on? Tell me what's going on in your mind as far as why has this become personal for you? It's personal because he has come back to my house now. Like whatever happened 15 months ago happened. He had every opportunity to come back. While he was gone, I took over. Each and every week, I had guys like AJ, Apollo, you know, R-Truth coming down to fight me. I established myself as the guy in NXT. Then all of a sudden, he wants to come back now. Like, I'm kind of frustrated over that. I take that personally. Um, especially getting involved in my business. Like, I wanted a big match to stand deliver. And that was going to be Shawn Michaels. And he took that from me as well. So, he was the heart and soul of NXT. 
Um, I am now the heart and soul of NXT, and I plan on showing everyone that tomorrow. So it's unsanctioned. What do you have planned? What's in store for Johnny Gargano? I would be a stupid man if I told you right now. That dude loves the internet, and he's probably paying attention, and he might find out. I'm not giving away any secrets. Um, but if you if you love Johnny Wrestling, if you love Five Star Classics and the, the big match that Johnny Wrestling has done, don't expect that. I'm not here to wrestle Johnny Gargano. It's an unsanctioned match. I'm here to fight him. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to put him out. So if you've got kids or you're squeamish, I wouldn't pay attention to this match. Wow. So you spoke of Shawn Michaels. You said you wanted to face Shawn Michaels. Is this the end of your pursuit to wanting to face Shawn Michaels? I think Shawn had his opportunity. I called him out and he, and he turned it down. I don't think Shawn wants it. So there's only so many times you can call someone out. Like I said some real wild stuff to Sean, trying to get him to come out of retirement. Obviously he doesn't want it. So my, my, my energy and my efforts going elsewhere now. For sure. Now obviously again, this is WrestleMania weekend. Looking at the future, do you see yourself as a main eventer at WrestleMania sooner than later? 100%. I think if, you, if you're here in WWE and your goal is in a main event WrestleMania, why are you even here? I'm not the kind of person who has small goals. I'm not complacent. I don't get comfortable. I always want more. So the main event of WrestleMania, I can see my face on that. And I think a lot of people can too. And wearing the bright lights of LA, obviously. Do you see yourself in Hollywood someday? It could be. You know, I've done some, I've done some stuff before. You know, I was on reality TV. I was on Young Rock. Um, but right now I'm focused on, on WWE. I read the brand and I want to do everything it takes. You know, some people are focused on that stuff. For me, I want to be the best in this entire company. So that's where all my focus does. And to be honest, LA's a bit of a hole. I don't think I could live down here. Like, I'm pretty happy in Florida. The weather's good. This place is gross. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to leave. All right, well, Grayson, thank you so much for giving us your time. Again, best luck to you this weekend at NXT. Thank you, man. Appreciate you got it. it. Derek T. Lewis here reporting to you from the WrestleMania 39 Press Junket, representing the D. Lou Podcast and Bleed Network. I have Mommy representing the Judgment Day, who's going to be challenging Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship at this week, this year's WrestleMania, the one and only Rhea Ripley. Thank you for joining. How are you? Of course, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So let's, let's go on the way back machine just a little bit. Three years ago, mm -hmm. WrestleMania 36. Yep. No fans. You defended the NXT champion, the women's championship against Charlotte Flair, and she walked out with the title. What's the difference between then and now? Man, I mean, three years ago, I was a different Rhea Ripley. I thought I was ready. I was NXT women's champion. I was on top of the world. I just beat Shayna Baszler. I was ecstatic. I had all the confidence in the world, and Charlotte brought me back to reality. I still took her to the limit. I took her to an absolute limit, and yes, she walked out with my championship, but it taught me a valuable lesson, and that's to keep growing. So I've been growing over the past three years. I've been accomplishing so many different things. I've become the Raw Women's Champion, the Tag Team Women's Champion. I won the Royal Rumble match. Came in at number one, made it all the way to the end, and beat everyone. Coast to coast. Coast to coast. So like I've, I've just experienced so much in the past three years, and I feel like I've just grown not only inside the biz, but outside the biz as well. Because I'm only 26, so I'm still finding myself and growing up as a person as well. Um, but I feel like I've put in the work, I've put in the effort, and 30 man, uh, WrestleMania 39, sorry, my words are getting confused, but WrestleMania 39, it's gonna be my year. I think Charlotte is so stuck on what happened three years ago at WrestleMania 36, that she's not realizing the rear of that she's stepping in the ring with. And, I'm a whole 
For sure, for sure. Last question. You get the comparisons, I'm sure you heard them, regarding China. Yes. Having met China, in, you know, 20-some years ago, and I see the comparisons in regards to strength, confidence, beauty, all those things wrapped into one. How does it feel being such a role model, especially, granted, to, to boys and, and things like that, but to young girls, that you're teaching them about, hey, you can be anything you want to be regardless of your size and all those other different things. How does it feel being a role model to so many young women? It's incredible. It really is. Like, I love seeing things on social media where young women cut their hair, or they start going to the gym and lifting weights, or they just accomplish something that they wanted to accomplish because there's nothing more rewarding than proving people wrong. Right. And I feel like women, we always get told that we can't do certain things or right. look certain ways or lift weights and get bulky and have muscle. Like, I think that's absolute crap. You can do whatever you want to do, and I feel like the platform that I'm on is the perfect place to show young women all around the world, and even men, that they can accomplish anything they want to, and they just have to focus, dedicate themselves to whatever it is, and do it, even if it is just cutting their hair short. Like, you look beautiful how you are, just be confident being Absolutely. Well, Rhea, it's been an honor and a privilege to have you on my platform, and I wish you all the best this weekend at WrestleMania 39. Thank you. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you here at the WrestleMania 39 Press Junket, representing the Dulu Podcast and Believe Network. He don't miss, because he is him. He's challenging for the NXT Championship tomorrow at NXT Stand and Deliver, the one and only Carmelo Hayes. Welcome. How you doing, man? I'm great, man. So good. So... Let's talk about it, man. Obviously, you had a few reigns as the North American champion. Now you're at the next level, the top level, challenging for the NXT championship against Braun Breaker. You two have been on this collision course where you guys were far apart for a while. And it was only a matter of time where this match was destined to happen. In your opinion, where do you see this match in the, when, it's, when it stands the test of time and all the great matches that we've seen in NXT? So I think it's more about the moment than it is about the match. You know what I mean? I think that this is more about the moment, like you said, man, of two dudes who, you know, carry the NXT 2.0 brand finally getting to meet. And then the moment of possibly getting a new champion and then the moment of, you know, somebody who, like myself, you know, who, who, you know, has been saying, I don't miss, I don't miss, I don't miss. And then I might, maybe I miss an opportunity, which I don't see happening. But I think it's, you know, it's the one of the two, it's the moment, not the match. You know what I mean? This moment is bigger than the match. Right. And bigger than anything we can do in the match this moment. For sure. Now, in the past, I'm obviously, Trick Waves has been your, your right-hand man. The dynamic with you two, and again, I get a kick out of it as a, as a fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. How does it mesh so well with the both of you? Yeah, it's cool, man, because like we're just very much so like uh, just how we talk regular, and it's like, oh, maybe you say this, and I'll say that, and you say that, and I say that, and like, oh, good, good, good. So that's how we put together our stuff. Right. It's so organic, and it's so easy and effortless, because that's who we are as people. You know, we're very just, you know, he's fun, and I can bounce off of that so easily. So it's like, boom, 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 boom. All right, let's do that. You know, the barbershop stuff was hilarious, man. I mean, just because I mean, at the end of the day, you you, you know the barbershop. Yeah. Barbershop talk is like anything, anything and everything goes, goes. Yeah, yeah. and every debate. We can do whatever. Yeah. What, what did Eddie say in the barbershop? If you can't go straight in the barbershop, we go to straight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's the that, that's why I love the organic between the both of you. So, in your mind, what's the trajectory? To, to, I can't even talk right now. The trajectory of Carmelo Hayes beyond Takeover. 
Yeah, so I mean, it, it really, I'll focus on what's in front of me, which is, you know, getting that title. And I think once we get to that point, it's like, then we can start mapping out where we're going. Um, because I don't, last thing I want to do is just assume that I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And then, you know what I mean? Like, I got to focus on what's in front of me. The job is not done. Um, right. It, I'd be a fool to almost start, you know, treating it like I already won. You know what I mean? Like, I got to just, I got to get to the dance. You know what I'm saying? Get to the dance and then and we'll, we can talk about that, you know, after the fact. And my final um, question is, Dream opponent, if you're in WrestleMania 40 next year in Philly and Lincoln Financial Field, dream opponent. I just got to stay consistent. It's got to be Seth Rollins. I've been saying that everywhere. I should be switching on my answer. That'd be hilarious. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I got to stay consistent with Seth. That will be an instant classic, and I plan on being in the house for that. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. No problem. Ladies and gentlemen, Derek T. Lewis here with the d Loop Podcast from Believe Network. I'm here at the WrestleMania 39 Press Junket. I'm here with the illustrious tag team of Chad Gable and Otis, yeah. the, Alpha, the Alpha Academy. Thank you so much for joining. How are you guys doing? doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I want to take it back a little bit. Both of you are tremendous amateur athletes. How is the How is the transition going from being an amateur athlete going into the world of professional wrestling? For me, nothing changed. The... De definitely for me, the like the fa facials of I made them kind of naturally in the in the amateur wrestling world. I mean, as like Gerald Briscoe would say, who recruited me, would be like, "Oh man, I was gathering around the mat to watch this night." Because if I wasn't getting my way, I would get a little dirty, I would get a little mouthy a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, he knows I have a short temper at some points, but uh, with that, like, it's just naturally being in front of a camera and just kind of you know have fun and be like that. So that was the same. But the difference for me was like. Uh, part of the wrestling where you, you know you get a guy in a hole don't really squeeze him you know give him a little but yeah for sure too. so that was i get a little excited between the ropes there. and for me like uh, the, the physical part of it obviously was so easy i think it is for any amateur wrestler or a lot of athletes in general because like we have the body awareness already we have the tendency to be able to deal with like putting ourselves through the physical abuse and that side of it but when i first arrived at nxt and getting thrown in front of like 60 of my peers for a presentations class or promo <laughs> class as you want to call it right and just talk and come up with something do be a character which i'd never done it's like okay now i have anxiety now i'm stressing out right and uh to get used to that and get over that hurdle was the hard part and once i thankfully did thankfully pretty quickly um it really opened my eyes to what we actually do here which is entertain people you know and so that was the biggest difference the dynamic between you two is amazing, and I think with you coming from a former tag team, American Alpha, you with Heavy Machinery, how were you able to bring this team together? Because you guys have such amazing chemistry. How did this come to be? You already in the room. Yeah, you touched on something there, which I think is unique to us specifically, which is like, okay, we both came from tag teams with guys that we considered really close friends on our tag teams. And now you'll talk to any tag team in the world right now and they'll tell you, yeah, this is my best friend, man. Like, we go up we and down the together. road together. We're <laughs> like, we spend every day. No, we were actually best friends before we were a tag team. So, like, we might share or be the only team that was like that. We're like, we've known each other since 07. We trained at the Olympic Training Center together. We trained all over the world together. Uh, amateur wrestling came up in the ranks together and then became a tag team as we were already best friends. So right. like, I think we have a like, very unique hold on that whole best friends thing that everybody likes to say. For us, it's actually true. True. Yeah. yeah. So obviously this weekend you're in a, a fatal four-way tag team match. Yep. How do you see this playing out? Because obviously there's the Street Profits, you know, former tag team champions and things. You know. So do you see them as a, as a big hurdle? 
Now, which tag team do you think is the biggest hurdle in the match? Well, for me, my, my job is to be enforcer of those big men. So, um, obviously, like I can't be technical about it, but I'm going to go in there and go to the big man first. Definitely Braun and the other two big Viking Harry guys. They're going down there. So, Eric Gibbard going down, brother. So, I enforce my the will. The biggest hurdle for me is like just strategy-wise because it's – a whole different dynamic with four teams. It's fatal four away. You got to keep your eyes on everybody. Uh, you can be tagged in and out at any time. So, like, just strategizing so much differently than a normal tag team match is going to be the biggest hurdle. Not any opponent in particular, but just being like, man, eyes in the back of your head essentially the whole time. Everyone's out for you. Right now, yeah. yeah oh well. <laughs> oh boy. You two walk out of the, out of this match victorious. What's next for the Opera Academy? Well, I think the winner of this match, they're calling it a showcase match. So what's the idea? Go in, show out, show exactly what you're capable of. The winner should get, you know, afforded some kind of opportunity, whether that's a tag team title shot or at least a look to get in the hunt. So the idea is win here, showcase ourselves like we're supposed to, come out the other side chasing those tag team championships. All right. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank, thank you very you. much. Appreciate it. Garrett T. Lewis reporting you from the Boys and Girls Club here in Los Angeles, California, representing the Bleed Network for the TV Podcast. I'm standing here with WWE Community Ambassador Titus O'Neil. Global. 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 Yes, it's global. Worldwide. When he, when he said Titus worldwide. That's not a That's for real. There's a couple of questions I, I appreciate you I'm giving you some of your time. When you were appointed global, Community ambassador, what did that mean to you? Uh, it meant a great deal to me. Uh, number one, uh, it's the first of its kind uh, for the company to nominate uh, see the value in what I've done in the community year, specifically in my hometown of San Jose, but also everywhere I've gone. Um, and then also, too, just being able to kind of spotlight the great work that we do at the community and kind of help facilitate superstars being engaged and understanding the platform that we have and how valuable it is for us to not only be successful and to be significant and using this platform to put smiles on people's faces that's our motto that's what we do but also to put hope in people's hearts and love out into the world and we can do that with people from all different backgrounds no matter what you look like no matter what your political affiliation is religious beliefs it doesn't matter we celebrate and honor people from all over the world, and so why not take this platform that we have in WWE with our billions of followers um, collectively and utilize it for good. And so being able to be the WWE Global Ambassador is a huge honor for me, simply because I understand what it is about significance. It's not about success. It's about making significant impact in the nation and uh, you know, to have a platform like this to do has there been any other initiatives that's going to be put in place to make this program even bigger than this Yeah, well, actually, we've been trying different formats of this uh, over the last several years to kind of continue to sharpen it, make it more engaging, make it more uh, interactive for not just the children, for the kids that we are uh, you know, trying to drive this message home to, but also to make it more interactive for our partners. Partners like Cricket Bias has been with us, you know, for quite some time now, and not only helping get out, you know, grants for various clubs, but they've helped us buy Christmas gifts for families, you know, help give college 
monies to some of these high school graduates that are going off to college. So uh, being able to continue to tweak it, tweak this Be A Star program so that it's not just about building and relationship building, but also to just continue to bring in our various partners and have them have a lot be a part of making the lives of well, Titus, again, it's an honor and privilege to have you um, have you speak with you. And again, we, we, uh, we went back and forth a couple of times, but again, you know, for all the things that you do, I've seen it, you know, with backpack giveaways, you know, when we have, when we have a stadium, when you have Matt trucks coming in and, and bringing it for the kids, you know, it, it inspires me to do more. So I just want to thank you very much for uh, taking the time to talk. Again, I'm Derek T. Lewis, reporting you from the Boys and Girls Club here in Los Angeles, the Dilu Podcast, the Believe Network. Well, that does it for this week's edition of the DLU Podcast. Again, I want to thank all of the WWE superstars that gave me their time. You know, they didn't have to come over to me, but they chose to. And I really want to thank them, you know, for their countless, you know, times that they, you know, they entertain the masses and to entertain me, even though I'm, I'm in the wrestling business. At the end of the day, I'm still a fan. That's why I got into this wrestling business to begin with. But you know, just the overall experience of being there. You know, I covered the Boys and Girls Club event with um, the Be A Star anti-bullying rally. That's what you heard with Titus O'Neill. And, you know, Titus is one of the most generous human beings that I've ever met in my entire life. The countless um, acts of, you know, philanthropy that he does, you know, in his own community in Tampa and, you know, obviously for WWE is unparalleled. I mean, this guy is just really a heart of gold and heck, man, not to get political, I hope he runs for president someday because, I mean, he is truly, truly, truly a giving, giving human being. And, you know, just seeing some of my contemporaries in, in Los Angeles, you know, Brian Waters, big, huge shout out to Brian Waters. I've known Brian, I've known Brian now over 12 years, you know, he and I met, you know, through Twitter, you know, through wrestling Twitter and, you know, to watch him grow, you know, because once upon a time, he, once he graduated college, you know, he worked for ESPN for a couple of years, you know what I mean? And now he, you know, he's back in Maryland doing his thing and, you know, with, with countless podcasts that he's on and producing and everything. So again, huge um, kudos to him, um, Denise Salsado, um, uh, Chris Van Vliet, you know, the great uh, Sean Ross Sapp, from Fightful, you know, honor to meet him. Of course, my boy John Alba, you know, huge shout out to him, you know, and thank him for the words of encouragement he gave me when I was in LA, you know, really my first go around of um, being a part of the media and just really just kind of taking everything in stride. So I want to thank everybody that I came in contact with. Of course, I can't forget about my girl, NYC Demon Diva, Issa. Thank you so much. You know, it's about time we had a chance to meet you know, after all these years. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, as always, you know, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok at The Real DT Lou. You know, Facebook is uh, Derek T. Lewis official page. You can also go to my YouTube channel, The Real DT Lou, where you can actually subscribe, where I'm going to start uploading these episodes really, really soon. You know, I am a one man show here right now. I'm my own director, producer, host, everything. So in due time, you'll be able to, you know, have all of my um, episodes on on the show. So go to The Real DT Lou or look up Derek T. Lewis on my YouTube channel. Also, go to my store, please, I ask of you. Hoodies and t-shirts right now, shop.derektlewis.com. Well, I'm going to get out of here and just remember, anything 
in everything that you do in life. Always remember to make it count. Take care, guys.